Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning, this is Ursula Odom, and I am your host for NAVWIC Talks, and we air every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and it's a benefit to the members of National Association of Black Women in Construction. It is offered as an educational service to our listening audience. We bring our members and industry experts to you each week to educate, motivate, and encourage professional connections. Good morning, and I am also the the CEO of Sula2, which is a legacy writing and publishing company. Today, I have a wonderful lineup as opposed to an individual. There are three individuals on with me this morning to share their story, and I'm so excited to hear it. And what what I will do is allow them to introduce themselves to you. And we'll start with the awesome Monique Strong. Good morning, Monique. Oh, I am so sorry. Let's try that again. Good morning, Monique. <laughs> Good morning, Ursula. All right. I'm very so excited to be on the show today. Great, great. I'm excited to have all of you. Now, Monique, tell us who you are, what you do, and why are we having this show today? What do you want to tell us? Well, uh, I am a uh, member of uh, NATWIC, and I'm very, very excited about this because this is the opportunity for us to actually uh, give back um, to a young lady um, that and make her 
her wishes come true in regards to going to prom, but also uh, continue to uh, kind of walk with her throughout her uh, transition from high school to college. Um, I am an, uh, I have an deg- electrical degree uh, from Clarkland University, and I just graduated from Atlanta Technical College with construction management certification. And so um, very excited to be a part of this uh, project um, through the student uh, chapter of NETWIC and with the support of all the women of NETWIC, especially the Atlanta chapter. Congratulations to you, too. Erica. Hello. Thank you for having me on the show today. I am a civil engineering student at Kennesaw State University here in Georgia, and I also work for Skyline Engineering and Construction, a minority firm here in Georgia as a civil designer. Um, My role in this outreach effort, the NAVIC outreach effort, was to, uh, I guess, coordinate and execute. Um, my connection gets disrupted by the airplanes. I live by the airport here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my role in this project was to uh, coordinate all the sponsors and make sure that the photography and the makeup and everything that went along with all this was executed efficiently. Very good. Welcome. And Shaniqua. Good morning. Thank you again for having me. Uh, My name is Shaniqua Garcia. And um, in this project here, I was the uh, lead stylist. And I, too, um, am definitely interested in um, becoming a part of the NABWIC Association. Um, A little bit of my background, I've done three salon renovation projects. Um, I currently own a building in the West End, and as of last year, we had did a complete overhaul um, on the the bottom level of our building. And so, you know, background as far as construction, it's not necessarily a degree like everyone else, but I definitely have um, several years of experience. All right. Well, based on what you all have said so far, I have a ton of questions. But I would also like to begin with someone explaining in detail what Project Prom really is. I think Monique mentioned some of it, but tell me about the experience. How do you select the individual, or is it multiple individuals? Tell us about the program in general. Okay. Um, The program in general uh, came about through a student student member, uh, Mika uh, Tolliver, and she had a wonderful idea to sponsor a need-based high school student um, senior prom celebration expenses. And we began to consider the idea and talk about actually um, begin the project with the, of course, the scope of it, what would that entail? Um, How do we um, pick this individual uh, with schools? So we did a selection process. We went through, there were some schools that were thrown out there. We had kind of like a brainstorming session. Um, uh, It was uh, with uh, the student chapters, with the student chapter. And we chose two schools, and the goal was to actually go and meet with the guidance counselors and ask them who would they recommend for this project. We had, um, of course, some qualifications. Um, 
of course, had to be a graduating senior, um, someone that was definitely very uh, creative, artistic, um, thinking possibly maybe even kind of um, be having an interest maybe possibly in construction, but that wasn't the main um, requirement. She didn't really have to be in construction. She just had to have wanted to graduate and have some endeavors after. That's when we actually got a chance to kind of interview with one of the counselors, and she selected Amaya. And it was truly an awesome experience to even um, go through this with Amaya from beginning to end. All right. Now, when Shaniqua was talking about um, the salon experience and, and building her own, that caught my attention as well. Because when I first saw the beauty salon, and I know what you're doing as far as the prom um, preparation is concerned, but it, it also spoke to the fact that a lot of salon owners would benefit from having their own building. So I'd like to hear more about what you did along those lines too, since this is a construction show as well. Sure, sure, sure. Um, So are you referring to like the process of um, the purchasing piece of things or just just ownership? Yeah, about that journey. That's, That's pretty awesome because I know that salon owners are entrepreneurs because they have multiple things like that. But the thought of owning the building and, and constructing the building, I think would, would be a good idea for a lot of people to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it, it definitely depends on the mindset of the stylist um, because it is a lot of work, um, similar to home ownership and things like that, but it definitely takes it to a whole nother level of uh, responsibility because you're the landlord. You know, if something goes out, you can't just call, <laughs> you know, the landlord to come and fix it. You're the landlord, you know, so you have to definitely have some connections with um, other contractors, electricians, plumbers, you know, and when you're doing um, a build-out, which most salons do, um, I've kind of done them in phases. I've owned a home salon for three years and did light renovations in the home. And when I transitioned to a storefront um, three years later, I actually bought an existing salon. So someone else had already done a lot of the uh, renovations, you know, for me. And I did, again, put up a wall here and there, you know, some small stuff. But this time, when it was time to purchase, um, initially, um, it wasn't um, always the I guess the end goal per se, but where I was located, I was located in the um, old fourth ward location and that area, you know, was transitioning and the rent was increasing every year. It was increasing. um, And to the point where when it was time for me to either renew for another three years, my rent almost doubled and I had to make a decision and, and the landlord did offer if I wanted to purchase the space, but I think I was definitely looking for an opportunity to have a space that allowed other people to come in and have um, space, you know. So my salon is located inside of a salon suite, and um, it, it basically has multiple individual businesses uh, within the space. So it's kind of like co-working space for beauty professionals, if you will. And, I love it. Um, 
Thank you. Thank you. And and I, I decided to come on the other side of the fence of, you know, empowering people to want to have their own. And this was just kind of a stepping stone um, to do that. You know, sometimes it's a storefront, sometimes it's a salon suite, but it at least gets, gets your feet wet of, you know, what the ownership piece looks like and everyone's, um, you know, preferences of what they're responsible for looks different. And doing the renovation piece of things, you know, I had a vision, you know, had an architect to come and um, to be able to draw out the plans, you know, going through permits and, you know, um, just, you know, all of the the, <laughs> the changes in, in, in materials and what's going to work best, you know, for the layout and the age of the building, what, you know, the different ordinances, because it's a historical West End, so you have to work within certain guidelines, certain colors to select. It was just so many different things, and I didn't have that type of experience, but going through it, you know, it was a great process, you know, of just learning and understanding um, what to do, what not to do, codes, you know, different things like that. And it was it was really cool. But like I said, you have to definitely um, be patient <laughs> with the process, but being able to and be flexible because sometimes the things that you are um, planning to do, it changes, you know, um, and you're not able to, to be able to um, – they may say, you know, you can't put, you know, this many sinks or this use this much water or this electrical, you know, line and different things like that, and you have to be able to adjust, you know, because you just never know what might happen, especially, like I said, with an older building. Wow. So now you're glad they raised your rent, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> because it pushed me out to go and take that leap of faith and to get something on my own. Something simple, Something similar happened to my daughter. She was renting an apartment and they they went up some ungodly amount on her rent and she decided that even though Ma said I wasn't gonna move back in, I'm moving back in. So she moved back in for a year and as it turns out a year and a half. And then one day out of the blue she said, Okay, I'm going to look for a house. I went, Oh snap, this is cool <laughs> And she did really well. I am very proud of her and The selection she made was just excellent. So sometimes what someone does to harm you, even though you you take it personally, it's not personal with them, um, is is really to your benefit. It makes you move. So congratulations on the move that you took. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, Erica Rogers, tell us about civil engineering. And I'm I'm going through all of you, and then we're coming back to Project Promise. I mean, Project Prom. Um, Erica, tell us about you and what you do. Yes, ma'am. Um, I am a student at Kennesaw State University, and I currently hold a certificate in a trade, carpentry trade. I can build a house with my hands. Um, a minority firm here in Atlanta under the name of Skyline Engineering and Construction was seeking a CNNI, which is Construction Engineering and Inspector. And uh, I didn't have the credentials to fit that role, but I had the educational background for it. Mm-hmm. And and they, I'm not sure what they saw in me, Ursula. I'm not sure, but they saw something. And they were driven to hire me and they've been investing in me ever since. Um, I'm, I've done things from 
erosion control design to designing, I guess, a water line for a four-mile segment here in Georgia. But um, it's really mostly infrastructure. Um, that's our focus, site development and infrastructure. And we, I guess you would say we are consultants. Um, we work with all trades, all fields in the AEC industry, and um, we bring a project from beginning we bring it from beginning to end. We do construction management. We we do all kinds of things at this firm. So I wouldn't say that I'm strictly in civil because the opportunities that they allow me there are very diverse. And um, hmm. I'm really just touching the surface right now with civil engineering. I just started um, school last week. So it's really a, a brand new kind of endeavor right now. So the future is all yours. Uh, you mentioned infrastructure, and that reminds me of a, a previous guest that I had on. She was a member of a family company, and they went from 750000 per year to $10 million in a year. And it was all because of infrastructure problems in, in their particular city. And they were positioned mm-hmm. to handle it. They they pulled together the resources they needed to be able to respond to that particular um, emergency, really, and tragedy and, and opportunity. So um, with what we hear about aging infrastructure in the United States, uh, sounds like a gold mine to me. So congratulations mm-hmm. on <laughs> You can relate, huh? <laughs> it definitely You're ready is. for it, I can it's- tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of uh, infrastructure issues here in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We're, yeah. we're trying Atlanta. to be a part of all of that. Okay. All right. Congratulations. And back to you, Monique. Tell us about your particular aspirations and, and story to this point, and then we'll go back to what you all are doing for Ms. Moses. Hi, Ursula. Sorry, I had it on mute. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So my my background kind of comes from um, my love of construction actually comes from my my grandfather. Um, My grandfather was a... um, was in the trade of towel. And so as a little girl, I used to, instead of going to like after school programs, I used to go with my grandfather and watch him and sit and learn because my father uh, worked for his company. And then my other grandfather was a carpenter. And so in that, I've always had a fascination with design, build, um, also with just buildings in general. And that kind of um, made me really focus in on I kind of steered away from it just a little bit when I actually attended Clark Atlanta University, uh, where I kind of went into electrical. But there is always this, this every time, just a fascination with structure. Um, and so um, I graduated with a, a electrical, and I decided that I actually did not want to be kind of like a research engineer, but I wanted to do something different. Um, at that time, I had a great um, interest in circuitry, electronics, and I took a break and actually went into something uh, 
related in a way, which was real estate, which was property management. And in that, I got an opportunity to actually do kind of like facilities management with the, the buildings and getting a chance to be a part of projects where people were doing turns of units and uh, renovating, getting them ready as far as for the next rotation of, of students. At that time, it happened to be um, a student property. And that's where I kind of was like, okay, that uh, uh, interest kept uh, reoccurring. Well, recently I wanted to, I kept getting the bug, and after a while it was just like last year was the time when I was just like, let me just try this the construction, go back and try to try it again. Well, try it. And that's how I ended up at Atlanta Technical College and had a awesome experience with um, the teachers there, which were phenomenal and met Mr. Sellers, who is uh, one of the chairs of the department, and then got an opportunity through Atlanta Technical College to do an internship for the firm that Erica is with, which is Skyline um, Engineering and Construction, and that kind of pivoted everything. Um, that opened me to, I got a chance to work with the director of construction and was able to go on uh, on side projects and, and work with him in different types of things for learning the project management aspect of it, um, understanding um, bids, um, just really um, had a, a health and safety, which kind of inspired for me to actually, uh, he did inspire me to go and pursue my uh, OSHA 30 certification. And in that also, um, there was the aspiration to continue to move forward in the program. Uh, and through Erica, that's how I became a part of NatWIC. She introduced NatWIC to me, and I'm so glad she did because that was another milestone in my life uh, where I got a chance to be a part and attend the uh, Atlanta chapter meetings and meet some phenomenal women um, doing uh, remarkable things and then got a chance to meet other women who were uh, students as well. And we kind of formed this, this, as we call it, the squad. And we began to just motivate and inspire each other to uh, reach our next destination, elevations in the industry. And so my aspiration, um, having to having completed my construction management uh, certification, is to is to hit the ground running, uh, be a part of a uh, of a company where I can uh, be an asset and help in developing as a construction manager, whether I'm starting. Um, and estimating and scheduling and, and working my way through that aspect or just kind of just navigating um, through that. Um, so that's where I am, and I'm, I'm very excited and uh, about the possibilities to be able to utilize the educational training and also some of the experiences I've had through the internship and also volunteering with Habitat for Humanity and be able to utilize that to um, complete some projects. Well, you all have gotten me excited about the connection that you have with each other. I mean, what a dynamic group of people coming together. I mean, I can only imagine what's going to happen in the future with you all. Um, now, I'm curious, what was your your first – you mentioned NAWIC and, and how wonderful the whole organization is, but what about Ms. Ann McNeil? What was your thought when you first saw her? <laughs> Okay, so Miss Ann, everyone who who knows her knows that she is the bomb. 
Um, she is, uh, it was an awesome experience to actually meet her. I'm going to be honest, when I first met Ms. Ann, it was when she came for the uh, Georgia uh, DOT event that was sponsored through NATWIC. I didn't even realize, I, she was downstairs actually greeting people at the elevator. And I saw her, and I was like, she looks familiar, because, you know, I had been researching the site and everything, but I was like, huh, I wonder, but I was like, maybe that's not her. And so I ended up, you know, being greeted by her, but she was so warm and just just had this presence about her that was just amazing, just all this positive vibes. And so I went up the elevator, and then during the event, they ended up, uh, you know, of course, acknowledging her, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That's the same lady that was downstairs. That's Miss Ann. And so it was just kind of like um, a, a wonderful experience. And she was so warm. And she had this, this she's like a magnet. So even after the event, she was able to sit down with, um, not even talk to the um, students, the chapter. We stayed with her. And she was just, she gave us her, her story and how she actually started that with. And we walked away just on fire. Like, <laughs> After that day, I think the momentum went from a hundred to probably like it was like two hundred by then. We was we was already kind of fired up anyway about the organization and just being a part of this supportive network. You don't you don't have that everywhere where you have African American women that are there to encourage, support, and actually push you in the area where you can become most effective, whatever that area is for you or whatever that trade is. But it's all positivity. It's all about making sure you get to the next level. And you. And sometimes there's been, um, I feel, stigmas about that as African-American women coming together. But this is proof and evidence that as when, when we come together and we are focused, we are fire. And Ms. Ann and, is definitely the captain of that. And this? show is smoking with just what you said. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, a long time ago when I was deciding or wanting to get information on writing my first book, I went to the Black black um, bookstore owner, Felicia Winton, and I, you know, we would talk back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and then finally she said to me, Ursula, it's not how many lives you touch but that you touch lives. So um, I, I'm going to just be full disclosure. I saw where Miss Ann um, chimed in this morning. She's listening, and I wanted her to hear your genuine, genuine response to, to her impact because sometimes when people do some wonderful things, they have no idea just how how much they're impacting lives. So hopefully that is a moment for both of you. <laughs> uh, it was a moment for me. I love it. Um, and, Anne, if you'd like to respond, you can raise your hand, and I'll open your mic. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm blow, I've blown your cover, so nevertheless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're going to go to a commercial and then come back and talk about Project Brahm again. 
We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Okay, welcome back. And as I had mentioned before the break, we have Miss Ann on, and she would like to respond to Monique. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Again, this is Ann McNeil, the Master Builder and Building Stronger and Better Lives and Businesses. And, Monique, I'm very honored to mark the comments and to God be the glory for that. I think, though, too, this is an excellent example of why NABWIC exists and why it's important that we create this organization to help support young girls at all levels and young women like yourself at all levels and creating a pipeline coming into this industry. So I'm, I'm very honored by your comments. Thank you. Okay. Um, we have an, another young lady on the, on with us this morning that I'm going to allow to introduce herself. And thank you, Anne, for responding to such a wonderful um, comment about you. We have the young lady that everybody's been talking about. She's just joined us. So uh, before I allow her to speak, um, would either Erica or Monique explain to us why she's such an awesome person? I I, I would like to say one of the things, hello? Yeah. Am I on mute? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. My phone was on mute earlier, and I wanted to say, Miss Ann, thank you so much. I mean, all of that is is so true. Um, With Amaya, Amaya was um, when I met Amaya, there was something about her that just stood out. Uh, I enjoyed her, her, her confidence and her security in herself. She's the type of young lady that is able to know early on to appreciate who she is and, and how she is and be able to kind of just laugh at herself, she, she's easily able to laugh at herself. She's able to. She's humorous. She's she's delightful. She's humble. She's gracious, and she is intelligent. Um, and she has this aspiration about herself that is like just a joy. So when you come into her presence, it's like a breath of fresh air. 
Be, uh, and for me, that was my experience. The minute I met her, and I didn't have few words to really get an opportunity to really speak with her, but just observing, I said, I just instantly liked her. And, and throughout this process, it has come to, I began to really have a deep um, care and, and um, I would say affection toward her. Wow. Okay, so with that, I'm going to say good morning, Amaya. Isn't it wonderful to hear how wonderful you are? Yeah, it's very humbling and flattering. Well, first of all, I kudos to you for Savannah College of Art and Design. That's from my hometown. I mean, when they when they took over Savannah, Savannah just came up off its knees. So whenever I see that and see that someone um, is going there, it's a it's a wonderful thing because they got it going on and have been for quite some time now. And Savannah is is architecturally a whole lot better because of them. There's some wonderful buildings that have been saved. So tell us about your experience with this organization and what your goals are. Well, my experience with the um, organization has been both wonderful and eye-opening because when I first met met the women of the organization, I I wasn't aware that construction, um, like management and all those sorts of fields intertwined so closely to uh, animation and art. So they opened my eyes to how that, how that I, I could really stretch out my goals as an artist to different uh, fields of work. And it was, I just it was very, I loved it. I loved being able to have that experience. I loved being able to learn because I love learning new things I didn't know. And how did you get started? I mean, where did your art come from, and and what kind of art are you, artist are you? What do you do? I got started when I was like, really, my mom put a pencil in my hand and I soon could learn how to hold one. But I started professionally drawing at like twelve, and um, it started as like just regular drawings on pieces of paper, and then it turned into me drawing for contests at school and for for uh, projects for my teacher and like uh, my school recognized me as the most creative person. And it's like it just, it's just blossomed as I've grown older. What are you most proud of? Most proud of? Mm-hmm. Mm, I think I'm most proud of the fact that I'm still able to draw. I'm still able to continue like getting better because most people cap out like their 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 talent has a max if they don't keep practicing. Like most people will be tired or say this is enough and not not continue. I'm not really proud of an accomplishment more so I am proud of the ability to continue to go. Mhm. And again, what kind? You said you draw, but Describe something that you've done that, that, I mean, remembering that they can't see it right now, so you have to describe it in a visual way. Um, I've drawn, I guess, two biggest things I've done for Atlanta was I won two contests for Atlanta Public School Signature Program. It was for 
college and career motivation week. So I've drawn um, two posters, one to celebrate STEM, uh, IB, CTR, CTAE, and the other one just, um, it played within a theme of uh, football and Super Bowl. So I did those two posters and won the contest. And um, now those two posters are in every school across the ACS area. Wow. How does that feel to see your work everywhere like that? Um, it feels it feels great. I've never seen it happen before. I'm hoping it happens again in the future. <laughs> I'm sure it will. And as far as NABWIC is concerned, what are they doing that you appreciate? NABWIC, um, Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Oh, my phone is off the side. They're doing, they're doing everything, really, because they were there to help me not only through prom, but like I said, through uh, teaching me about different fields of work. And I appreciate them for the fact that they had to spend the time to pick me out of everybody and to take me on this wonderful journey. I'm very proud and happy. And congratulations to you. Um, I'm going to go back to Monique. And is there anything else you would like for you to share with us or to ask another one of your team members to share? And thank you, Amaya. Congratulations to you as well. And there's no problem. Thank you. Monique. Well, the, oh, yes. Hello. The only thing uh-huh. I, I would love to sh- share, first of all, I would like to say that when we, um, I would like to give kudos and shout outs to the student member that actually um, had the brainstorming idea of Danica Tolliver. Um, she had this idea to actually have this, this, uh, this, this project. And she included all of us. I want to talk about the squad of ladies that helped to make this possible. Um, Oreo Silver, Dolores Thorne, um, of course, uh, Erica Rogers, uh, Shaniqua Garcia, who came in and just just transformed uh, this this whole, just took it to a whole nother level with it. Because that was also, I think, a peak part of the women, um, the Lena chapter. I, I would like to share this story. When we shared it with the um, ladies of Natwick at the at the meeting, at the Atlanta meeting, and we talked about what we were doing, it wasn't even five seconds after I had said something. It was just an outpour of support, donations. Like, those women were just, it blew us away. And this is, would not be possible without the generous contributions of all the women um, a part of that chapter. Also to those that are uh, just a part of just Netflix, uh, Miss Ann, of course. And um, I would like to Tanya Morris. And then, of course, we have uh, Stacy and Holly and Zamara. Uh, they were all very supportive. And also I would like to say the concrete ladies. 
one of the things that I will say when we were all together, we were meeting with Amaya and going through this from beginning to end, whether it was the, the shopping of the dress, uh, having brunch together, going on a, a site uh, to actually give her an opportunity to kind of see what it's like to kind of be on a construction site and her even celebrating with us, me and Oreo, in our graduation. Um, we were we wanted to kind of break down the stigma that may come with women in construction. And I think um, Amaya and her mom kind of attested that we were able to do that because we showed that women in construction, we come in various different, um, you know, sizes and um, have various different personalities. But the one thing that I feel stuck out was that we were ladies. We were able to show that women in construction, we, we may do hardcore stuff, but when, when, when you meet us and you, and you get a chance to interact with us, we are 100% ladies and also very professional. And I think we were able to kind of communicate that with her because there is not there is an opportunity for them to see young women and young girls that this is a great industry for you. You can still be um, elegant and fly and be in construction. So I think that was one of the things, and I wanted to kind of turn it over to uh, Shaniqua for her to keep and talk about the process we'll see um, during the time she actually, her organization that actually helped make this possible with the, with the uh, styling. Thank you, Monique. Um, it was it was a great opportunity um, to meet Amaya. Um, like Monique said, she really had a sweet um, disposition about herself, very humble. Um, and those are the type of people that, you know, you are always excited to help and to support and to want to continue to empower. Um, for my organization, Inner Beauty Empowerment Project, um, our history has been working with youth um, and women just to continue to empower them um, through beauty. Um, our organization started um, back in 2006 in Connecticut, and we would go to group homes and do young girls' hair. And it was first just a kind of a vehicle to um, encourage them to love themselves and um, to love what they see when they look in the mirror. And even though their circumstances um, weren't the best, it doesn't mean, you know, it was the end for them. And um, my mom was a foster parent, and we had a lot of foster children that come in and out of our home. And I really saw the benefits even just being a stylist um, at a younger age and doing their hair and how, you know, those things transform them and which encouraged me to want to kind of reach out to youth in the community. Um, and since then, even in being in Georgia, we've worked with um, CAU, um, we've worked with the Nicholas House, uh, Salvation Army, um, KIPP, KIPP Vision, KIPP Ways, where the, the organization kind of continued to transform where we were, again, it started off with hair, but it, it turned into offering um, uh, curriculum-based um, empowerment workshops, talking about leadership, um, self-nurturing, uh, ways to just take care of yourself, but to stand up for yourself and have confidence because it, there is a correlation about how you perform even just in the classroom you know, how you participate, how you, how people see you and how they receive you. And we were, you know, we were able to 
continues to just make people feel good about themselves. Women who are in shelters, um, who are now getting ready to go into the workforce and they needed their hair done and giving them makeup tips and partnering with other organizations to kind of help and to support them. So from young and old, it, it was all the same. And so this project definitely was right up my alley of things that I was already doing. Um, so for me to have the opportunity to help to transform and to um, make Amaya look even more beautiful than she already is um, was was a great opportunity and a great experience. Um, and, you know, just to watch her literally transform in front of my eyes in the mirror, you know, as the process, she's looking like, I don't know how you're going to do this. <laughs> how are you going to make my hair look like from come from this to this? And we did it. And I mean, that's kind of part of, you know, construction as well. I'm in the hair construction, if you will, <laughs> of transforming people <laughs> behind the chair. You know, you they don't see the vision. They All they see is a whole bunch of hair on their head, and they don't know how you're going to get to this end result. But, you know, I'm like, just trust what I do, you know, and, and, and we'll get there. And, and when she looked in the mirror, that head was just swaying and the ponytail was swinging and her whole energy and disposition just changed. And that's the part that's always fun um, to watch them being, you know, very calm and subtle to this diva person come out, you know. <laughs> so it, it was great. It was great, you know, working with her. Oh, wonderful. And Ursula, I also wanted to give Erica the opportunity to talk about the um, the photo shoot uh, and the video that we have for everyone to see of the process. Erica, thank you, Monique. Thank you. Um, so I had Marie Rogers compose or put together some behind-the-scenes footage that we captured throughout this entire project, and it will be available on NABWIC's YouTube channel, and um, I'll share a link on NABWIC's Facebook page so you guys can see the process in action, and we also uh, will be posting the photo shoot pictures uh, from the photo shoot that we, we did on the day of prom with Amaya, her family, and the women of Navwick. I hope you guys enjoy the footage and the pictures. Like, comment, and share it. And hopefully we can do it again. And if you would go to this show's link and post that there, um, that would be good, too, and make any comments about the show you would like to as well. Okay. Um, If anyone else has any additional questions or comments, this is the opportunity. If anyone wants to ask a question that's calling in, you press one on your keypad, and you, I will know that you want to ask a question. But at this point, I'm I'm going to prepare to wrap it up. But I have to tell you, I I totally enjoyed all of your comments because as I was thinking throughout the show, there were so many little sound bites that could be clipped and reused. <laughs> I mean, you all said some wonderful things today, and I thank you all for what you're doing, for being a part of NABWIC as well. And I I almost want to follow you to see what kind of news you're going to make. Because, see, I like clipping newspaper articles and, and saving stories about people, and I think you all are headed for some big things. I just feel it with everything in me based on the start that you had. Um you know, 
and to work with an 18-year-old, you're, you're going to get to watch what your efforts have done. Um, and and it, this is a time of life where any impact can have a lifetime effect on a person. So it, it must feel good to, to see uh, all of this come full circle with all of you. So I say thank you on behalf of Network and myself. I just enjoyed the show. Okay, with that, um, this is Ursula Odom. I am your host with NABWIC Talks, and we talk about the things that will educate and motivate and encourage professional connections, and that's what you've heard today. Take care. Until next week, 8.30 a.m., Wednesday morning, Eastern Time. Have a great week. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.